This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. If there's one thing I've learned about hunting, it's be ready. What does that mean and how can that make the difference for you on today's episode? Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about the single most important thing I have learned about hunting to date, and that is be ready. But before we get into that, I want to ask you guys, please head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, Leave us some comments. Leave us some questions. Let us know things that you would like to hear about on future episodes. Would love to answer some of your questions. Would love to build some episodes based on your feedback and recommendations. All right, so let's jump into it. This lesson is something that I have learned ever since my first hunting season. Um, It's been critically important and it has cost me so many opportunities until I really began to put it into practice. So what does be ready mean? Be ready means that when you're hunting, the moment you get out of the car, you're hunting. You need to always be ready. But from the time you you close the door of the car and you lock it till you unlock the car or till, you know, legal shooting hours change or comes up or down, you are ready. If it's legal to be hunting, you're hunting. Now, there's two ways to define that. And I'm literally, I'm going back to the book on this. Legal shooting hours, whatever time, whenever the, 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 at second hand hits legal shooting hours, you are ready until you make it back to the car or legal shooting hours expires. Now, when I say be ready, I don't just mean be alert. I mean, you need to be ready to shoot at a moment's notice. So when I sit in the hunting blind, whether it's with a crossbow or a rifle, same story, 
when I sit there in blind, I've got the, the, the butt of that rifle or of that crossbow in my shoulder. My left hand is under the front rest. I've got it pulled back so that it'll either cinch against my knee or lean across my leg. But my left hand is in shooting position. My right hand is around the grip of the rifle or the crossbow. My finger is not on the trigger, but my hand is around the grip. And I, I, am, I am ready. I've got all the folds in my jacket worked out and squared away. All I need to do is lift that and shoot. I lift that. The scope is already set in position. It goes right to my shoulder. I can see right through the scope perfectly. All I need to do is lift and shoot. I do not need one extra movement. I don't need to make one extra sound. All I need to do is lift it and shoot it. When I'm in a tree stand, very similar situation. I'll have a crossbar in front of me. I'm going to rest most of the time so that my right hand is around the grip of the rifle or the crossbow. My left hand is around the front foregrip and then my hand is going to be leaning on that shooting rest with the gun on top of my hand. So I'm not exerting any physical energy to keep my hand up there. My hand's on the, on the, on the shooting rest and the, the weapon is on my hand. So all I need to do is one movement, I can lift the butt of it into my shoulder and raise up and shoot. But the front hand doesn't need to move. So there's only one pivot point. When I'm sitting in the blind, there's nothing to lean against, right? So I've got to have, I have the butt in my shoulder and I have the other, I have the front down. If I'm in the blind, I've got my hand on the rail and the, and the rifle or the crossbow on my hand and then I have the butt of that um, down and under my shoulder so that it's pointing up. Uh, now, sometimes, depending on the situation, I may sit differently or I may be at a ready-to-fire position if I have reason to believe something could happen very soon, but that's my resting position. There's one pivot. Either the butt is coming up into my shoulder or the front end, the barrel, uh, is coming up to bear. There's just one pivot point, no matter what. Um, and that is, you know, obviously you're not drawn and ready to shoot at that moment, but you're one pivot point. Your hands are already there, they're already in place, and you're ready to fire. Now the reason for this, and then when I'm turkey hunting, if I'm sitting on the ground, I have the shotgun, it's usually going to be shouldered and then draped to the side with my, across my left knee, with my hand under the shotgun in firing position. So all I need to do is lift that barrel, one pivot point, up into firing position. Same thing. If I'm pheasant hunting, I'm walking through the woods, I have the rifle shouldered, but I have the front end dipped. All I have to do is raise it to bear one pivot point, already ready to shoot. If I am walking through the woods, still hunting, whether I'm hunting deer or turkey or whatever, I have one pivot point from shooting. That the firearm or the crossbow is in my shoulder, my hands are where they need to be, all I've got to do is lift it that one foot in order to take the shot. Now you might think, George, that is overkill, that's crazy, um, 
you know, I just, I just, you know, whatever you do, you hang your bow, you hang your, your rifle, you know, and then you grab it if something comes by. Friends, I have found that that kind of time doesn't exist. And the amount of movement that it takes to pull off that maneuver is just too risky most of the time. If I'm in the woods, I am ready to shoot. In my experience, for most of the, the hunting that I've done, I have two seconds. I have one second after I see the game to make a decision to shoot. I then have one more second to lift the weapon and put the crosshairs or put the sight on the game and then pull the trigger. It's a two-second proposition most of the time. You have to be ready for two seconds. Rarely have I had more time than that. Now, if you're shoot, if you're hunting from a blind or a tree stand and you're look you're looking at a field, the deer eating in 200 yards away, yeah, you can sit there with binoculars and you can watch them all morning. And that's that's not the kind of hunting though I usually am able to do. I'm usually sitting there, I'm within 30 yards of whatever I'm going to shoot even in rifle season. I find it hard to get further than that away where I've got where I have the ability to hunt. And I'm usually like 30 yards away from from wherever that game's going to be. So if that deer walks out, I have very little time. If a turkey comes into view, you have very little time. And it's not just time, it's the movement and the noise that it takes to get ready. So even the coat that I wear is based upon how much noise is it going to make with that one pivot point to shoulder that firearm or that crossbow what's it going to take to do that how much noise is it going to make if it's too noisy then i'm just not going to wear that coat for hunting i'm going to get another coat because that noise matters and that movement matters uh, and the other side of it is not being ready is so costly uh, when i first got started turkey hunting i would walk and call and i would use um you know slate call and i'd walk however far I was going to walk, or I'd sneak through a field or through a, some high brush, and I'd stop and call. And I'd listen for a little bit. Maybe I'd walk and call some more. And I will never forget the day I was doing that. You know, I had my shotgun on my shoulder, and I was, I was crossing a field with some cover on the right, and I was stopping, oh, every 50 yards, maybe 100 yards, and doing some calling. And I walked right up into this little bush, just this little shrub bush in the middle of a field, and there were two big toms sitting under that shrub bush. And when I walked up, I don't know, 20 yards, I just crested this little, not even a hill, but just, just the terrain, and there they were, 20 yards away. They both looked at me, they looked at each other, and they just started walking off, and then they started walking further, and they were gone. And I've got slate call in my hand. I've got a scratcher in the other hand. My shotgun's over my shoulder. I was absolutely powerless. Uh, that was that, that would that would have been at that point the first turkey I'd ever taken. And I've been hunting for days that season, and just nothing I could do. Just no, I I, I was just not ready. I was not able to do anything about it. Um. Another time I was walking, turkey hunting, and I'm walking and I'm holding my shotgun this time. It's not over my shoulder. I'm holding it, but I am not in a ready position. And we're walking and boom, 
this big gobbler flushes, takes off into the air. Um, you know, he was probably 10 yards in front of me. Takes off into the air. By the time I could get my shotgun up on him, he was too far, too fast. Couldn't even take a shot. Um, just no opportunity was left. Couldn't find him after that. That hunt was over. That day was over. It was done. Too many times I've walked up on deer while I was walking. Uh, maybe I wasn't eat, I wasn't even still hunting. I was just walking to the next spot. There's a deer. Well, gun's on my shoulder or carrying the gun in a convenient position. But you had two seconds. You saw the deer. The deer saw you. It stood still for two seconds. And then either it jumped or snorted or stomped and it was gone. And by the time you got the gun up, you were, even if you, you didn't even see tail walking, going away, it was gone. And you had no shot, even if you did. Just too many times. So now if I'm moving, I do not move and call. I don't move in deer call. I don't move in turkey call. I don't move in anything call. If I'm moving and my one foot is moving in front of the other, I am ready. I'm in a ready position. Uh, just a few weeks ago, I was out looking for, to fill my, my second and final doe tag of the year. And I was out. I'd been in the blind all morning ready. And I mean, your arms will get sore. You know, the next day your arms are going to hurt from being ready in that ready position. But you know what? Uh, I've, I've learned that that's worth it. I mean, that could, that could save you days of hunting if, if you take the, the small opportunity that presents itself. So I was in the blind until noon. I sort of had decided I was going to get up and just take a walk around. I was going to go check a trail cam I had on the other side of the property, go to the bathroom, get something to eat. I'd hunted all morning, seen nothing, heard Heard next to nothing. And uh, so I was like, all right, noon came around. Maybe it was even later than that. Maybe it was 1230 or something. I just decided, I'm going to get up and just take a walk about. The moment I unzipped the back of the blind, I was ready. I was in position. Every Every step I took, rifle is shouldered. I'm just one pivot point from bringing that muzzle up. Hands are where they need to be. Finger is right above the trigger across the across the, the the back there all i need to do is lift and shoot so i was walking and uh, i saw i saw just as i crested this one hill there was this doe on top of this other hill just munching on some grass and i didn't see it until it moved because it had seen me first and it just sort of puttered up behind this hill and it was maybe oh 100 yards and uh, I, I didn't have a shot at it, but I was ready, all right? And I didn't, wasn't able to take a shot, but so that I decided I'm going to go around the other side of that hill, and maybe I can catch the doe on the other side of the hill. So I started walking around to the other side of the property. I start sneaking down this trail, and I mean, step by step, I'm ready. Gun is ready. I'm set all, I mean, there's nothing I need to do. I take a few steps over this hill, over the the crest of this hill, and I see a different doe standing straight ahead of me, maybe 30, 40 yards, and just right there. And I'm looking at it, and it didn't see me, and it's just standing there, and I'm standing there motionless, and it sits down. I thought, okay, I don't know what's going on here. But I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get a little closer. 
try to get over the crest of that hill. Maybe I can see the neck. I took two more steps. That deer popped up. Well, as soon as it popped up, my crosshair was on it. Uh, and it eventually saw me. But it did not see me until my crosshair was on it. And there was no movement there to spook it. Right? And my crosshair's on it. But I didn't have a good shot. It was from behind some cover, from behind some brush. It took two steps forward, stomped its foot, and before it could push off to begin running, I pulled the trigger. But that deer was, I mean, it was right there. If I had had to move to take my gun off my shoulder and make that noise, because you see, it sat down, but it's still 30 yards away. If I had to pull the gun off my shoulder and chamber around and, and fiddle with the safety and get it situated in my jacket and make that little bit of noise... And it does make noise. I don't care how quiet your jacket is. It makes some noise. And you'd be amazed at what deer can hear that close. I would have probably lost the opportunity. It would have just bolted. But because I was ready. Because I was in position. All I had to do was make almost no motion and no sound. And the crosshair was on the deer. And it never saw anything happen. I'm pretty sure that's the number one and only reason I was able to get that shot and take that doe home. Uh, it's all about being ready. Uh, this past turkey season, I had posted a whole episode on the hunt. You should go back and look and look for it. Um, but this past turkey season, I was hunting th- these two turkeys across this hillside, across this ridge. It was a, it was a huge saga of a hunt. It was an amazing experience. Well, I finally made my last move. I had got to my last position I could get to before crossing the property border. Made my last series of calls. And I sat there and I mean, I'm ready. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm ready. I'm, I'm looking. And all of a sudden, I see these turkey coming from a completely different direction and angle than I thought they were coming from. And I had, I mean shotgun is right there i mean i am like literally i just moved two inches and i'm on target and i'm just waiting 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 until they pass behind the right tree and i'm able to 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 make that final adjustment and get it right on sticks its head out done but they were close and they were right beside me they weren't coming in towards me they were coming beside me so their their eye is literally you know their eyes are on the side of their head i'm in full view any extra movement, any extra sound, I'm sure I would have been detected. They were both coming in there from the side. Different angle than where I thought they were at. But it's because I was ready. Um, you know, you, there, you can't be too... Now, it's easy when you're, you're chasing something and you know the game's there. It's easy to be in a ready position. It's easy to keep your firearm or or whatever you're using in a ready position, ready to shoot, ready to go. It's easy to do that in that scenario. But it's when you're sitting all day, it's harder to be ready. It's hard to keep yourself in a ready position. Um, To be honest, I think archery hunters have an advantage here in some capacity because they make some really cool bow bow hangers. And literally... Like you can you can set the bow so that it's hanging in shooting position right in front of you. Uh, you can keep a hand on it or no hands on it. You keep your hands in a hand warmer. That bow's in front of you. Arrows knocked in shooting position. Uh, 
All you need to do is put your hands on it and use your right hand to pull back the string. If you have the right setup, it's amazing what you can what you can have there. I've not found any safer or reliable way to do that with a crossbow or a rifle. Uh, so you have to sit in a ready position. And to me, that's part of the excitement is always being ready to take a shot, always being ready. Um, but it is a discipline. You know, your ready position might be a little different than my ready position just based on, you know, how long are your arms? How are you, how do you sit? What angle are your legs at? What angle are your knees at? Do you have a crossbar? Do you not have a crossbar? But you need to find a way to be one pivot point from shooting. No extra movement, no extra sound. I mean, I have sat for hours in that position without moving. Now people say, "Well, my hand gets cold on holding the gun." Yeah, great. Get a glove. Put gloves on. You know, what are you five? Put a glove on. You're like, well, even with a glove, my hand gets warm. Put two gloves on. Put a hand warmer in your glove. Do whatever you need to do so that you can be ready. You know, if you're saying, well, I can't sit in a ready position because my hand gets caught, grow up, get some gear, you know, wrap some foam around the, the, the front end of your stock. Get a pull noodle, paint it black, put that there, insulate it, whatever. You don't have to spend a bunch of money, but do something so you can be ready so that without making movement without making noise you can with one pivot point you got one pivot point whether that's bringing the, the stock up or whether that's bringing the barrel up you got one pivot point to being able to take a shot you got the, you got the two second rule you have to practice and be ready with the two second rule i got one second to make a decision i've got the second set second to make that pivot and pull that trigger. Get that thing in the in the in the crosshairs and pull the trigger. Um, and you just you have to be ready mentally when you go into the woods, especially deer hunting. Am I going to shoot? What am I looking for? If you're hunting bucks, how big is big enough? Um, you know, what are you willing to go home with? Are you willing to are you looking for the first legal deer? Are you looking for a specific deer? Are you looking for a deer of, of specific size? You need in your mind to know what am I gonna what am I gonna go home with? What am I gonna pull the trigger on? You can't you don't have 10 seconds or two minutes to evaluate. You just need to know. When you see that deer, you need to know yes or no. If you need more time, you're probably not gonna get a shot. You have to know. If you're hunting does, you need to know how big is big enough. Are you willing to take, you know, a year and a half year old? Are you are you looking for a three or four year old? You need to know. Are you looking for the first thing that you can see that's not a fawn? You just need to know. All right, there's a deer, or that deer's big enough, or that deer's not big enough. You need to have one second to make that decision, assuming you can get a good look at it. You got one second worth of good look. You have to be ready mentally. If you're hunting turkeys, you need to know. All right, am I willing to go home with a Jake? Am I willing to go home, you know, with a with a adolescent turkey? Am I willing to only go home with a Tom? Am I willing to only go home with a big old Tom? What are you willing to do? What what are you is you are you okay with a one year old, or is it gonna be a two year old, or is it gotta be bigger than that? And you have one second. You have to practice one second. I got one good glance. And you may not even always get a good glance. 
I'm going to be honest. You may not always even get a good glance. You got one decent glance. Can Do you know if you're going to take that or not? If you get more time, that is a luxury, but you can't plan for it. So you got to know. And then you got one second to make the move and be ready to pull the trigger. Now, some people, they'll sit there and they'll glass a deer and they'll wonder and they'll ponder and they'll lift their gun and they'll put the crosshairs on it. And then they're going to think about it and wonder. And most of the time, you're going to lose that shot. My experience has taught me, take the first decent shot you get. Even if it's not perfect, the first decent, good, ethical shot you get, take it. Do not try to say, okay, well, you know, I'd like it to be another inch to the left, or I wish that the deer was another 15 degrees, you know, angled that way. That is exactly how you lose shots. That's exactly how you go home with nothing. You need to be ready to take the first good shot or the first fair shot, ethical shot that you get at a fair distance. You just need to be ready. You have to in your, you have to make these decisions before the deer walks out. Okay, what am I willing to shoot at? What am I willing, you know, how far is too far? You need to set that that goalpost. You need to know before the deer walks out. If they walk out in front of this tree, I'm shooting. If they walk out behind that tree, it's too far. I'm not shooting. I'm not even going to lift my gun. I'm not even going to lift my bow. I'm not even going to lift it. Why? Because I'm not going to make the movement that could spook that deer that might be coming closer. I was hunting uh, this past season. The day I got my buck, I had two does come out. And they were at, oh, 50, 60 yards. And, you know, they're walking. And I had concluded I'd shoot the bigger one. The one was probably the mother. The other one was probably a, a year and a half, uh, you know, daughter that was with it. And I'd concluded I would shoot the bigger one. Uh, but they're 50, 60 yards away. And I've got a crossbow. And that bow will reach out that far. It will punch to 50 or 60 yards. But I'm not going to take that shot. It wasn't worth it to me to, to take that shot on a doe um, when I'm buck hunting. I could have taken either, but it just wasn't worth it. It's just too risky. And it, there's no reason to take that risk. I had just I had made the decision. If the deer's that far away, I'm just not going to take the shot. Um, and I'm not even going to lift the bow. I'm not even going to put it in the crosshairs. Not even going to lift the bow because if I spook those deer, getting a better look at them, and what's there else? What's there to look at? I mean, that's the thing. What's there to look at? I know they're too far. I don't need to take a better look at them. If I spook those deer, my chances at getting what I'm there for are over, or my chances of them coming closer are gone. Because they could walk closer. Now, they didn't, but they could have just as easily. I've had other situations where the deer was too far away and then did walk in closer, and I got a shot at it and took it home. But if I would have, you know, just made all this movement and done all this stuff when they were still 60 yards out, then I could have spooked them. So I sat there. I had another scenario the same day even. I saw a buck coming in towards me. It was close. It probably got within 15 yards. Uh, I couldn't tell by looking at the antlers if it was legal to shoot. It had it had like spindly antlers. They were small and they were all sort of 
you know, a lot of little points, and I couldn't tell were there three points on one side that were an inch long or more each. I just couldn't, I couldn't tell. And it was 15 yards away coming towards me at an angle. It was going to walk right by me. And I'm in the tree stand. And I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it, and I know, I've got two seconds. And I just had to make the decision. If I can't tell at 15 yards if a buck is legal, I'm not shooting. It's, I'm not lifting the crossbow. I'm not even going to do it. Because if I lift that crossbow, there's no way I'm not going to be seen. I could shoot it, but there's no way I'm not being seen. So one of two things are going to happen here. I'm either going to lift the bow and shoot this deer, uh, hoping that I get a better look at it through the, the scope, but either way, if I lift this bow, the, the, the day's over. The hunt is over. Because this deer is either going to spook or get shot. There's, there is no other, there's no plan B. If I'm lifting the crossbow, the hunt ends. And it was like, I don't know, 7 in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. And I, I just, I was like, no. If I can't tell at 15 yards without a scope, if a deer is legal, I shouldn't be shooting that deer. It's not big enough. That's just the decision I came. I just should not shoot that deer. Um, you know, it's just too. It's just too small. You're like, well, it could have been legal, and you know, would have been okay. Yeah, if it could have been legal, I get it. It would have been ethical. But to me, if a deer is that small, I should pass on it. If I can't tell at 15 yards if it's legal, I should pass on that deer. Uh, that's not what I'm there to get. I would try to hold out for more meat for, you know, a bigger deer, an older deer, something. I just, to me, that's too questionable. And then to blow the hunt on the gamble to see, is it legal by, you know, my little four power scope? No, it's, it just, you just have to make that call. You just have to, you know, you got two seconds. You just had to make the call. I'm not going to end the hunt here. I'm not going to end the sit. I'm not going to end the day. I'm not going to end the hunt by lifting my, my, my weapon. Because if I lift it, I either, I'm either shooting or spooking. Just that is the way that it goes in that scenario. And lo and behold, two hours later, had that buck come by that was legal, that I could clearly tell that was legal. And I knew, you know, of course, I knew of that scenario also, you know, if I lift, if I make that one pivot point, I'm either shooting or spooking, but I had the decision to shoot. And when he put his head behind that tree, I made that one pivot point. And as soon as he walked out and the vital area was there, that arrow flew. Um, you know, he had one second to make the call. And there we go. So you just have to be ready in your mind as well as in how you're sitting, where your hands are, what your reflexes are. That doesn't mean you're on a hair trigger. That doesn't mean you're jittery. That doesn't mean you're, you know, you're about to do something crazy. It just means in your head, you've made the decision. What am I here for? What am I willing to take? What am I willing to go home with? If I see it, I'm making a call. Now, I've had days when I went out hunting and deer walked by at 7 a.m. or 6.30 in the morning. Um, just past legal shooting hours. It was just starting to brighten up. You know, I'm there for a doe. It was a doe. It was maybe 40 yards out. And I had to make the decision, okay, it's a little far. It's at an odd angle. It's moving, but not real fast. 
Is this a good enough shot to take? Is that dough big enough? Do I want to take that dough home? Should I go, you know, should I, should I try to make this shot? And, uh, you know, of course you should be able to guess by now. I did not take a shot and I did not take that dough home because I hesitated because I vacillated, because I wavered, because I wasn't sure if I wanted that one, if I was willing to take a shot at that particular angle, 15 degrees further than, I, than you know, direct broadside and all this. All these questions went through my mind. And I realized after that deer walked away, I wasn't ready. I mean, my bow was in position. I was, I was one pivot point and I was on target, but I was not ready mentally to take that shot. I wasn't ready to take that deer. I had not I had not figured out enough in advance should I, you know, was I willing to under those circumstances at that distance take the shot. And I didn't. And that's the better way to err, but at the same time, I should have taken that shot. And I after another 2 or 3 hours of sitting there in the cold, I had concluded I was 100% ready to take the next shot that uh, that presented itself, period. I mean, it's interesting too how sitting in the woods longer can make you more you know, more prepared to, to take a shot. You know, there's been times you're like, all right, well, it's 6.30 in the morning. You know, how many deer might I see still today, you know, after this one walks away? Well, the answer could very well be zero, but... I've, you know, you've passed at 6.30 in the morning. By noon, you're thinking, I'm shooting the... I mean, I don't care. I'm not. I will not hesitate again. I will. I could have been home eating breakfast you know, with my family. Been home before they woke up with the deer making breakfast. And uh, what was I thinking? I just wasn't ready. Was sleepy. Hadn't thought it through. Hadn't committed. But the next deer that walked by, I was ready. I took that shot, I was prepared, and went home with that deer. So it's all about, you got to have mental readiness, you got to have equipment readiness, and you have to have position with your hands readiness. You got to have gear that's quiet enough that you can you can raise a firearm or, or a bow and not make noise that'll spook. You got to have your weapon in position with one pivot point. You can take a shot in one second. You have to you have to be ready. You have to think through the two second rule. You know, that's all I can count on is two seconds. One second to decide, one second to put the crosshairs on the target and pull the trigger. Any more time than that is a luxury. It's a luxury. Now, do I think you should go to the shooting range and practice with a stopwatch and someone blowing a whistle and you know can can you look, draw, and shoot within two seconds? No. No, you're pushing yourself then to make, you know, to make rush decisions with a firearm or with a crossbow. You don't need to go to that extreme, but you need to be able to look and to make that call, and then lift, get that crosshair where it needs to be, and then pull that trigger. You know, trying to drill that down to two seconds. You're focusing on the wrong thing. It's not about physical speed. It's not about being jittery. It's about mental readiness. It's about positional readiness. You're in position. Now, there may be times you need to lift slow. You may need to take two or three or five seconds to lift that weapon based on how close they are. Are they in view? 
There may be times where the animal puts its head behind a tree and you have to raise immediately. There may be other times where you've got to raise very slowly as they're walking with no big trees or cover in between you and them to give you the luxury of speed. And you may have to very slowly and deliberately bring that weapon to bear. Um, but it's all about being mentally ready, gauging the situation. Snap shooting is not what we're trying to develop here. It's mental readiness and positional readiness. So that I think is the most important thing that I've learned and that I could try to pass on to you guys is always being ready. Whether you're sitting, whether you're walking, if you're in the woods, you're always hunting. Um, you know, very rarely am I walking through the woods with my weapon over my shoulder. It's either dark because it's not legal shooting hours yet, or um, you know, we're done hunting and we're on our way back to the car, whatever the scenario, there's very few I'm walking through the woods with a with a with a rifle or a crossbow over my shoulder. In fact, I don't even take the crossbow into the woods with a sling anymore. I don't even do it because I don't use it because I am ready. I'm walking ready because if something gets that close, I'm not missing that opportunity. And to be fair, I, I really don't like the sling on the crossbow because you got all those arms and limbs and cams and stuff. And I don't like the idea of anything potentially getting tangled in that um, when I'm trying to raise it to bear. To me, it's a safety hazard. But that's another that's another thing for another day it's all about being ready with a rifle i will take a sling because i may sling the rifle over my shoulder when i'm going to the bathroom or when i'm pulling out my gps or if i'm pulling out a sandwich um you know it still has use but if i'm walking i'm ready if i'm moving i'm ready if i'm in the woods i'm hunting so i hope that's helpful for you guys uh, head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes for this episode. Leave a question. Leave a comment. Um, would love to hear from you. And until next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. <laughs>